0: this morning, Jeremiah chapter 1, amen, Jeremiah chapter 1, and of course we all know Jeremiah as the weeping prophet, amen, the weeping prophet, amen, he was weeping over the depravity of the nations and the people, amen, and weeping over those that were fatherless and shepherdless and lost, amen, and weeping over you know just everything i believe if if he was here on this earth today amen he would be weeping over amen uh, the world praise the lord but let's go to verse four if you would with me jeremiah chapter one in verse four and if you need to you can uh, follow along on the board up there on the screen amen and i'm going to read to you uh starting in verse four and the word of the lord reads amen He says, Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. And then I said, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak because I am a youth. We have any youth in the house, amen? Anybody feel youthful? Praise the Lord. Because everywhere I send you, you shall go. And all that I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. And then the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have appointed you this day over the nations and over the kingdoms to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, what do you see, Jeremiah? And I said, I see a rod of an almond tree. And then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. And the word of the Lord came to me a second time saying, what do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pot facing away from the North. And then the Lord said to me out of the North, the evil will break forth and on all the inhabitants of the land. For behold, I am calling all the families of the kingdoms of the North declares the Lord and they will come and they will set each one his throne at the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem and against its walls round about and against all the cities of judah and i will pronounce my judgments on them concerning all their wickedness whereby they have forsaken me and have offered sacrifices in other gods and worship the works of their own hands now let's look at verse 17 he says now gird up your loins and arise and speak to them all which i command you And do not be dismayed before them or I will dismay you before them. Now behold, I have made you today as a fortified city and as a pillar of iron and as walls of bronze against the whole land to the kings of Judah, to his princes, to his priests and to the people of the land. They will fight against you, but they will not overcome you for I am with you to deliver you declares the lord let's pray this morning dear heavenly father we come before you today in the name of jesus and we thank you lord for this opportunity to come together as a body of christ we thank you lord for this word that you've placed in my heart this morning god father just allow me to communicate your word clearly today father and prepare the hearts to where they will receive what it is not in a way of condemning but in a way of encouraging father i thank you jesus that lord we know that you are with us and if you are with us and you are for us, who can be against us? So, Father, we just praise you today, God. We just ask you to forgive us for all of our sins. Wash us, cleanse us, and cover us in your son's precious blood. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. If you would, give the Lord a hand, praise, amen. amen. Praise the Lord as he puts up my topic of on the board and... My topic today is no more excuses. Amen. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. No more excuses. Now look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor. Don't hit me, but no more excuses. (laughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) Amen. So I want to share something with you today. I want to talk about no more excuses. And I'm going to kind of cover a little bit concerning Jeremiah and what he may have been experiencing concerning what God had called for him to do. Amen. And I want us to kind of look at that concerning our life. And, and each and every one of us can kind of individualize this message and kind of uh, look at it concerning what it may be in different areas of our life or what God may be asking us to do or, or to experience or to go through. Amen. And, and I, I believe through that we're going to find some encouragement in the midst of all of this that may be shared today. But one thing that we can all, most of us can admit is that a lot of times we can be skillful at the art of making excuses. You know, and some of us, we can say various things like, I don't know how, or I didn't understand, or I couldn't find the right tools, or I threw out my back uh, bowling, hello, hello. Or I have a doctor's appointment, or there's been a death in the family, or the hazmat crew is here and won't let me out of the house, or whatever it may be, amen, we have a lot of different excuses. Are y'all with me today? I know a lot of times I'll ask my children, I'll say, hey, can you please take care of that? And they say, amen, well, my excuse is, that's not mine. Well, I didn't ask you if that was yours. I asked you if you could take care of that, please. But even in the Christian world, a lot of times we can find all sorts of excuses. Why not to obey the voice of God? You know, I had been sharing about, uh, are you listening? And so we can even kind of tie this into that series. Are you listening? Are you willing to listen? Amen. Not just here, but are you willing to listen? Amen. But we find all these reasons or excuses why not to obey God's voice. And, you know, one of them may be, well, you know, that's the preacher's job. Or it's not my gift. Or I've already served. Let somebody else do it. Amen. Or I'm too busy or I'm too tired or I'm too old or I'm too young. Can I get an amen? Amen. And I want to share with you this on the topic of excuses, amen, because ultimately we can find all kinds of excuses why not to obey the voice of God. And sometimes the things that God asks us can be difficult tasks. They can be things that are uh, in the natural would be even bigger or more difficult than what we are capable of accomplishing, Well, I want to share something with you. That's one way that you can begin to determine that it's God. Because when God asks you to do something, he is asking you to do something that is bigger and greater, amen, and even more challenging than what you yourself are capable of accomplishing. Amen. That's one way that you can determine. I know this is God because without God, there's no way that this would be possible amen that's one way I look at some of the things that are taking place and some of the things in the church and the ministry and the expansion and and all these various things and I say I look at it and I say man that's huge and and, and I don't even know how we're going to be able to keep track of all this and accomplish all this and and deal with all this amen and that's just a reminder right there amen that it's this is a something that is of God are y'all with me today Now, I want to share with you real quick when we're talking about excuses, a couple of things uh, that excuses have been referred to, and I want to share with you a couple of people that you may know. One is Ben Franklin, amen, but before I do, I want to share something else with you. It's been said that excuses are tools of the incompetent, and those who specialize in them seldom go far. Are y'all with me today? In other words, if you are a specialist in the area of excuses, it's going to begin to hinder the productivity in what you are going to be able to accomplish and how far you're going to be able to go in your life. Are y'all with me today? In other words, you're limited on what, amen, you will accomplish. Are y'all with me? And I want you to know that God has got great things that he wants each and every one of us to accomplish, amen, for his kingdom, amen, for his body, for his church. And so people that specialize in excuses, they seldom go very far in their lives. This is something we need to ingrain in our children, amen. No more excuses, No more excuses for not doing what God is telling us to do. No more excuses for us not doing what our parents are telling us to do. Well, mom or dad, that is hard. I don't have time. I'm in sports. I'm in school. I'm in all this other stuff. Amen. Hello. Amen. I'm in a serious relationship with my girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever it may be. Are y'all with me today? But we need to instill this in not only our children, but in the body of Christ, amen, because those who specialize in them, are they seldom go far. And Ben Franklin wrote this. He said, he that is good for making excuses is seldom good for anything else. That's a pretty bold statement right there, isn't it, Mr. Ben Franklin? He that uh, is good for making excuses is seldom good for anything else. Amen. He didn't say much else. He said anything else. Amen. Gabriel Maria, amen. I said that wrong, but that's okay. Stated He who excuses himself, excuses himself. In other words, he who excuses himself from doing what is needed to be done or what God says to to do excuses himself, hello somebody, from being used in that capacity or being used at all. You know, sometimes we've got to learn how to begin to serve and be faithful in the little things before God's going to begin to release the big things to us. Amen. Amen. You know, I had to learn that lesson, amen, and I'm still learning it. I remember having to preach to the walls and the chairs in a little amen trailer in a little cove in Easy Living of Quinlan, Tawakonee, Texas, and I had to be faithful in that, and I had to preach amen to those chairs and those walls. Hello, somebody, those angels, really, and I would preach my heart out. And the Holy Ghost would be up in that place. Amen. Are y'all with me today? Amen. But he who excuses himself, excuses himself. Hello, somebody. Some of you guys got a great plan for your life. God wants to use you and bless you and take you far. Amen. But your excuses are excusing you from being, amen, a, a, being that person that God can use. Are y'all with me today? Now, I want to share with you a little bit about Jeremiah, amen? Because Jeremiah had every excuse ready when God called him to be a prophet of the nations. And his excuses are often our excuses for not heeding God's voice when he calls. In other words, some of the same excuses that Jeremiah had are are going to be some of the same excuses that you and I will have When it comes to obeying the voice of God, God is speaking, amen. But the question is, is are we listening? And when we listen, amen, are we comprehending and are we willing to do what it takes? Now, one thing, amen, that I did get right in this life of Christianity, amen, I knew that really without God, I really wasn't good at anything, i wasn't the most talented i wasn't the greatest speaker i wasn't the greatest amen people person amen praise god some of y'all know that amen i'm working on that praise the lord amen i wasn't uh you know the most talented but i knew that i was in complete reliance upon god for everything And I knew what kind of God that I served. I knew what dwelled inside of me. I knew what kind of power that was. Amen. Not completely, but at least enough to where I knew, amen, that nothing was impossible for God. And so any task and any assignment and anything that God put in front of me, I was willing to take the challenge because I knew that it was him that was going to have to make it happen. So ultimately, I'm kind of grateful that I may not be the most educated or may not be the most intelligent, amen, praise the Lord, or the most talented, because that keeps me in a position where I rely on God and he's going to have to show up, amen, and show out in order for this to get accomplished. But I know that there's no task that is too big for God. There's nothing too large for my God, amen? And I'm willing to take a risk, even if it's at the risk of failure. Amen. I'm willing to get up here and preach, even when I don't feel like I'm all together, amen? Because ultimately, God's the one that's going to have to show up. And if I, he makes me look like a complete fool, or amen? Or should, should I say, if I look like a complete fool, amen? Well, praise the Lord. That's what he wanted that day. Maybe I needed to be humbled. Somebody say God is good. So I want us to look at Jeremiah for a minute because of a lot of these things that he was uh, uh, using for excuses, amen, and and, and for a reason not to obey God's voice is some of the same stuff you and I encounter, amen. And as we look here in the Bible, I want you to look for just a moment in verse 5. He says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Amen. And that goes for you too. Somebody say, that's me too. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. In other words, I set you apart. Hello. You've been consecrated. You've been set apart for a purpose, for a specific reason, for a task You've been called. Hello, somebody. He says, I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. Now, when we look here, Jeremiah was called to be a prophet to the nations. Okay. Now, one thing uh, that I want to put up here, and I want to put a list of excuses that you and I may encounter and you and I may uh, have when it comes to obeying the voice of god now maybe you are not a prophet praise the lord but amen god's called you to do something you are a mother you are a father you are a husband you are a wife you are an employee you are an employer you are a servant in the church amen you are a child of god amen you may be this you may be are y'all with me today so this is for everyone amen amen So Jeremiah was called to be a prophet of the nations. Now, I want you to look at this because Jeremiah's father was actually a priest. Okay. And, but Jeremiah was called to be a prophet. So not a priest like his father and his grandfather. His grandfather was a priest too. And so when you look at this, a prophet was a chosen and authorized spokesman for God who declared God's word to the people, okay? In other words, God will give a word to the prophet or the man of God, and he is to proclaim that to the people. And a lot of times it's to people that don't want to hear what he has to say, okay? Now, by the, by, y'all come to this place today by choice, most of you, and most of you, some of you may be saying, well, I can't wait till this guy gets done talking, praise the Lord, but majority of you came here to hear what the priest or the preacher or the pastor had to share, or can I get an amen? amen. In other words, I have a, uh, I, I have a, a somewhat of a willing audience, amen. Now, I know some of y'all are smelling that food, and it's making it real tough to focus, and I, I understand. <laughs> I want to put my first point up here for just a moment as we go into this. The first excuse, amen, that a lot of us experience, and this is what the very the prophet Jeremiah was experiencing, is the task is too demanding. The task is Demanding. Now, like I shared with you before, amen, his father was a priest, his grandfather was a priest, amen, but God called him to be a prophet, and and, and if a prophet is one that's chosen as a spokesman for God to declare God's word to the people, you know, we often think of prophets as people who can tell the future, but realistically, a prophet spoke messages to present amen, that had future ramifications. In other words, uh, he was sharing a message that came from God to present it to the people that would then begin to affect what the future was going to bring. Are y'all with me today? And a lot of times it was a message, amen, to bring them to repentance or to warn them concerning what was going to happen. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say, God is, good. God is good. Amen. In other words, they weren't fortune tellers, but they were forth tellers. Amen. Are y'all with me? More than foretellers. They were exposing the people's sin and calling them back to their covenant responsibilities before God. That's what the prophet in the Old Testament was called to do. And being a prophet was more demand- demanding than serving as a priest. Now a priest, you can look at a priest in concern to what you would call a pastor today. Can I get an amen? amen. And the priest's duties were predictable, right? My duties are somewhat predictable. Sometimes they're a little unpredictable. Praise the Lord! But overall, we kind of—I kind of know what my week looks like. Are y'all with me today? And everything was written down in the law, and the prophet never knew. From one day to the next, what the Lord would call him to say or to do. And so the priest worked primarily to preserve the past where the prophet labored to change, amen, the present so the nation would have a future. Can I get an amen? amen. And the priest dealt with externals, rituals, sacrifices, offerings, services, where the prophet tried to reach and change hearts, amen. Now, I'll tell you this, ultimately, amen, I'm not a prophet, but God, amen, has me operate and bring a prophetic message to the people. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say, God is good. good. And so I want to kind of clarify this so you can see, amen, because the priest, amen, worked primarily to preserve the past and the prophet labored to change the present and the future of a nation, amen. And prophets, on the other hand, addressed whole nations and usually the people they addressed didn't want to hear the message that they were going to share. Now, priests belonged to a, a special tribe and therefore had authority and they had respect. Amen. They respect the office of a pastor. Hopefully you respect that office. Amen. It's a blessing to respect the office. But a prophet, on the other hand, could come from any tribe and had to prove his divine call. And not only that, but priests were supported from the sacrifices and the offerings. Amen. In other words, the tithes, the offerings, and everything else. That's how they were supported, right? But the prophet had no guaranteed income. Now, I want you to look at this because this is the task that God is calling Jeremiah to fulfill. This was a demanding task. Amen. I want you to know sometimes there's going to be things that God is wanting us to fulfill. Amen. And it's going to be difficult. Hello, somebody. You know, when we look at it, Jesus spoke to the hearts of people and most didn't accept his message of repentance. And the reason why is because they didn't want to change. Now, I believe if you're here today, unless you were dragged here or court ordered here or uh, whatever it may be, I believe you're here because you want to change and you want to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. amen. You want to change your life. You want to become a better man or woman of God. You want to become somebody. Amen. That has the mind of Christ. Amen. That has the character of Christ. Amen. That operates in the way that Christ has called you to operate. And so that's a crowd that we enjoy preaching to because you, I I remember doing a funeral a while back, amen, and I did a funeral and there was over 200 something people in that funeral, amen, and I say probably about 90% of them were not saved and did not want to hear what I had to say. That's a tough crowd. Not only that, but I didn't know whether the young man was uh, on his way to heaven or, or what, amen? So I couldn't preach him into heaven, and I couldn't preach him into hell, amen? So I had to just preach Jesus and preach the gospel. Hello, somebody, and and I know that his word won't return void. Hello, I just put it out there, amen? Well, could you imagine preaching in front of 200 and something people amen at a very touching very sensitive time amen and you've got to have a message that they probably don't want to hear Somebody say God is good, God is good. This is what Jesus experienced and this is what Jeremiah was going to experience and Jeremiah knew a little bit of what was being asked of him And that's where we look right there in verse five. Amen. Excuse me. In verse six, he says, then I said, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak because I am a youth. Amen. You know, I want you to know God may assign you a demanding task. But his call keeps us going when we don't want to go and are ready to quit. It's the call that will continue to create us to press forward. It's the call, amen, to continue to do what we need to do when we want to quit. It's the call, amen, though, for you mothers, amen, to mother your children. It's the call, amen, for you, amen, men, amen, to father your children. It's the call, amen, for you men to be husbands to your wife, even when you want to quit, even when you want to give up, even when you say, amen, I'm done. But guess what? This is what I've been called to do, amen. There's times when I wanted to quit, even in ministry, but I couldn't quit, amen, because I wasn't a hireling. I wasn't hired. Hello, how many of you know if you're not hired, you can't be fired, amen, amen, but I was called by God for a specific task and a specific purpose, and I'm like, my Lord God, why me? And if so, why this? Now, that's not my thought every day, but there's days, (laughs) you know, it's just like what it is, you know, grandma said, there's going to be days like that. (laughs) Amen. Praise the Lord. It's the calling that creates you to go forward, even when you're ready to quit. Amen. Because we have the promise of God's purpose. Hello, somebody. He says, I chose you before I formed you in the womb and I set you apart before you were born, amen? And when we look at this, the verb uh, know has much more meaning than simply being aware of. It carries the idea of recognition of the worth and the purpose of who is known. Hello, somebody. God knew Jeremiah. God chose Jeremiah. God appointed Jeremiah. He was known by name. He was handpicked by God and commissioned to serve in this capacity. Are y'all with me today? And those acts give one a great sense of purpose. It's that sense of purpose. That's going to keep you going. That's going to keep you moving forward. That's going to keep the that drive. That's going to create you to not quit. Oh. Praise the Lord. It's that sense of purpose that will create you to fight the flies while you're preaching. <laughs> and those acts give one a great pr- pr- purpose. So in other words, the promise of God's purpose allows us to let go of our own plans and to receive God's plan without fear. He says, I haven't given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. For those of you with the NIV, I haven't given you a spirit of timidity, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Or discipline, I think it says. So, like Jeremiah and Jesus, right? We need to accept that our future is not our own, but we are God's, amen? And He has a distinct plan and purpose for our lives. And this plan and this purpose is bigger than what you are capable of doing. It's bigger than that. Amen. My excuse number two, amen, I put it up there real quick. Excuse number two my talent is inadequate. My talent is inadequate. That's exactly what Jeremiah was saying right here in verse 6. Amen. He says, and then I said, amen, Lord God. Behold, I do not know how to speak because I am a youth. Hello, somebody. He says, I don't even know how to speak. Amen. I'm only a youth. I'm only a, a young person. Hello. Amen. He, J, Jeremiah felt inadequate as a public speaker. And this is, how many of y'all know this is the same excuse that Moses had in Exodus chapter 4 and verse 10? Hello, somebody. Some of us feel like we're inadequate to do what God's called us to do. I feel inadequate to be a mother, amen. I don't even know how. Well, praise God, amen. God's going to equip you. I feel inadequate amen to be the wife that i need to be amen well praise god god's gonna show you he's gonna lead you he's gonna guide you he's gonna strengthen you he's gonna empower you amen hello somebody a lot of us got that problem we feel inadequate and as a result we don't obey what the lord is asking us to do Some of us, we end up operating in fear and we're running the other way or we won't make that step of faith. Amen, we won't move forward. Hello, somebody. We won't get out of our comfort zone. We won't take any risks in our lives. Hello, somebody. Amen, and I'm here to tell you if you've got an excuse, amen, amen, he who excuses himself will be excused himself. Hello, somebody. You've got to step up to the plate. Amen. You've got to answer the call. You've got to do what God's called you and told you to do. No matter what. I don't care if you don't know how. He'll show you how. He's going to show me. Amen. I felt completely inadequate as a young minister. And yes, I had to learn things the hard way. Yes, I bumped my head. And yes, I made mistakes. And yes, I wish, I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's things that happen. But God guided me and leading me and showed me and trained me and put people in my path and put people in my life and begin to direct me. And you know what I'm saying? And he still is to this very day. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hello, somebody. Amen. As he's taken me from faith to faith and glory to glory. He's faithful, amen. If he's called you to do it, he's going to equip you to do it. Hello, somebody. He's going to anoint you to do it. Amen. I want you to leave here encouraged today. Praise the Lord. He said, my talent is inadequate. Amen. God is good, amen. You know, and I want you to know this. Our talent may appear inadequate, but God always equips those he calls. Hello, somebody. Let's look at that next verse real quick. Look at verse 7. He says, but the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth. Hello, he was rebuking him right there gently. Because everywhere I send you, you shall go. And all that I command you, you will speak. Amen. In other words, he said, boy, you're going to do this. (laughs) So he showed him his purpose. Amen. He showed him, amen, all that. Go to the next verse. He says, do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Now, right there, amen, that makes that task a little bit more manageable to take on, doesn't it? That's why you've got to begin to listen for the voice of the Lord. Hello, somebody. Because if he begins to call you, if he begins to tell you, if he begins to assign you, then he's going to reassure you, amen, that it can begin to happen. Hello. He may bring some people around you to give you a good rhema word, a word of encouragement. Hey, son, don't worry about it. God's with you. Amen. God's going to move. You're going to make it. He's going to show you. It's going to happen. You're going to move. Oh, Yes. He says don't be afraid of them for I'm with you to deliver you declares the Lord next verse Then the Lord stretched out his hands amen and touched my mouth And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. He says, look, I'm a youth. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to preach. I don't know how to share. You want me to go to these nations and give them this message? You want me to take on this task for people that don't even want to hear it? And I'm this little guy, this youngster, unequipped. Amen. And he said, yeah. He said, I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to anoint you, I'm going to equip you, and I'm going to put the very words in your mouth of what you're going to share. Come on, somebody needs to get excited right there. Now, I don't know what that task may be in your life, amen. Obviously, you may not be going to the nations, amen, as a prophet in order to tell them all that, they're, that they need to repent. Amen, maybe you're the prophet of the house and you need to go home and tell the kids they need to repent. Hello, somebody. I don't know, you know. God's going to anoint you. Amen. Let, it, let your words be seasoned with salt. <laughs> and you're going to need a special anointing. When I talk to my children, I ask God, man, you're going to have to anoint my words, God. You're going to have to give me some kind of, you know. But he says, I put my words in your mouth. He touched his mouth with his hand. Sometimes our excuse is, man, we're inadequate. It's okay to feel inadequate. That just leaves room for God. That leaves room for God. It's not about you. It's not about what you can do. All glory goes to God at the end of the day. Come on now. Because he needs the glory. He deserves it. He wants it. Is there anything he deserves? It's the glory. Amen. It's not look at Pastor Raymond. Look at Pastor Raymond's ministry. No, man. You know, it's look at God. Look at what God's doing. Yes, I'm in place. Yes, I'm obeying. Yes, I'm willing. Yes, I'm half crazy. Amen. But, you know, it's God. You got to be half crazy to serve God in His capacity. I'm crazy, half crazy about Jesus. All the way crazy about Jesus. Amen. I'm a crazy Christian and that's all right. You know what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Isn't that what Paul said? I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of it. Amen. And I'm not ashamed to get excited about my heavenly father and to pour out some tears of, you know, whatever, hopefully rejoicing. Amen. Today, I, you know, I almost, the last couple of services, I feel like a, like a little girl, like fixing to cry, man, the presence oh, of God. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I don't care. So. Amen. There's not a whole lot of girl here, amen, but I'll cry when it comes to the presence <laughs> of God. God is good, amen. We have the promise of God's provision. When God is Jehovah Jireh, he's our provider, and that's in every aspect. That's not just in your food in your pantry and money in your bank account. He will provide all things according to his riches and glory. All your needs. That's not, we think of that monetarily. We think of that in th- things and you know, food and clothes and all that. He, he said, man, you don't even worry about that. Hello, somebody. I, I'm gonna provide all your needs. You've got to begin to know the scripture. You've got to begin to believe it. You've got to write it on the tablet of your heart. You've got to stand on it, and you've got to proclaim it. Hello, somebody. That's what you've got to do. That's your sword. That's how you fight. Hello, somebody. That's your offensive weapon. Hello, somebody. And then the Lord reached out his hand, and he touched his mouth, and he told him, I have now filled your mouth with my words. I remember when the prophet came to me from South Africa and he said that he would use my life in the way that he would. And he said that, amen, he began to share that it would be books, says the Lord. Amen. Books and books and books and books and books and books and books that God would begin to share and proclaim out of my heart and my mouth. Amen. Somebody say books. books. Not a book. Books. Come on. Books. Books. (laughs) Somebody say God God is good. And so this touch wasn't so much to purify as it was to inspire and to empower. He was inspiring him and he was empowering him with that touch. Amen. It wasn't purify. Praise the Lord. But it was symbolic of the gift of prophecy bestowed on Jeremiah. You know, Jesus experienced this touch in a visible yet profound way, following his baptism, immediately coming out of the water, right? Y'all are familiar with this, and we're going to have a baptism service next week, by the way. And so if you're wanting to be baptized, please let us know. Sign up on the sheet. Amen. And following that, everybody's welcome. Following that, we will have a, a, lun- a lunch and some fun stuff for the games and so forth. Some for the adults, some for the kids. So come out and be a part of the family. Praise the Lord. Dress comfortably. Don't come out there, you know. If you want to come out there in your suit, that's fine. I might put you up there to preach. But come out there, and dress comfortably. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're in Texas. We dress comfortably in Texas. All right. Praise the Lord. I guess the end thing now is to preach in a t shirt. I'm going to. Amen. Do I. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the following week. That's why God gave me accountability, the 30th. Not next week. Next week, yeah. Praise it. We'll be right here next week. is going to preach next week in Jesus' name. All right. God is good. Amen. But God began to when He when Jesus came out of His baptism water, He came with like the Holy Spirit anointed Him like a dove. That's what the Bible said. And that was that touch of power, that touch of, amen. Come on now, he was already holy, he was already sanctified, he was already purified, amen. But he needed that touch, amen. God is good, amen. And so when we look at it, God blesses not the silver-tongued, amen, aerator, but the one whose tongue has been touched with coals from the altar, of God. Amen. God uses not the most gifted and talented person, but the one touched by the hand of God. I want you to realize that today. Amen. I'm a living testimony. God uses not the most likely, the most unlikely person to shake a church or a community or a nation and never underestimate the power of the touch, especially when God does the touching. Amen. When God has got his hand on somebody, amen, you better watch out. I don't care what they look like. Amen. I don't care what they smell like. Hello. I don't think John the Baptist smelled real good he might have I don't know praise the Lord let me put my next point up there real quick we're going to get up out of here some people say it's the time is not right how many have said that the time is not right How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? How are we going to provide? How are we going to do this? Some of us are going to be saying the time is not right all the way till it's time to go home and answer to the Lord for what you've done with your life. You know, we may not be at the white throne judgment because that's going to be for the lost, amen. That's going to be for the sinners. But we will be at the judgment seat of Christ and we will have to give account for every idle word and we'll have to give an account for what we did with what God had given us. Which is this life. Amen. The time is not right. You know, the Bible says today is the day of salvation, says the Lord. Amen. The time is now. I'm here to tell you, the time is now. If God is speaking to you, if God is dealing with you, if God is showing you, amen, uh, you better get it right now. Hello, somebody, because the time is right now. The time is now. Don't put it off. You'll find yourself putting it off forever. And then you'll find yourself looking back, amen, amen. And you'll have regret. I don't know about you, but I don't want to have regret. Now I know good and well there's gonna when all things are shown to me, when everything's revealed, I'm gonna be like, man, I wish I would have done this, that, and the other. But praise the Lord, I'm I'm gonna do the best I can with what I got, Amen. And I'm gonna be there to do the best I can at obeying God's voice and being willing to do what God's called me to do, in spite of what I may think that I'm capable of or in spite of what may be going on amen and this is what was here he said I'm only a youth amen that's what Jeremiah said amen he said I'm only a youth amen the time isn't right I need to mature I need to grow up I need to get a little age under me I've got to get somebody and God says no amen right now is the time could you imagine being a young little kid and God's telling you giving you this responsibility hello somebody There isn't time. You've got to go and you've got to communicate this message, amen. You've got to stand up. You've got to do what I've called you to do. The time is now. He says, you've got to gird up your loins. Hello, somebody. That's what he said in verse 17, I believe it is. He said, you've got to gird up your loins. You've got to pull up your bootstraps, amen, because the time is now. They've got to hear the message that needs to go forth, amen. There needs to be that city that's reached now. There needs, oh, gosh. Right now. Hello. If they're your teenagers, right now's the time you better get up in there because you only got a short window. Hello. And right now they're, they're, you, they're forced to be in your life, but there's going to be a time where they're going to get to choose whether they want you in their life or not You right now. Now, if you're in the home and you're getting restored, amen, to right now is the time to get Jesus. Hello. So that you can become that person. Right now is the time you better fulfill what you're, because this is the time set aside divine by God for you to be able to do this. You're not going to have forever. So you better get it while you can. You don't want to come back and say, hey, I wish I would have invested that. I wish I would have experienced this. I wish I would have learned this lesson. I wish I would have stayed and got what I needed. I've seen people that don't stay and get what they need and they struggle for another 20 years. Or if they would have stayed and got what they needed, amen, they could have been victorious for the next 20 years. Call it what you want. Seen it over and over again. Amen. But we say the time isn't right. Amen? That's what Jeremiah was thinking, amen. You know, a lot of the scholars, they say Jeremiah was right around 20 to 25 years old, but he had a, a, a sense of immaturity you know Zachariah is taking on this new adventure this new church he's pastor and senior pastor of Maybank Victory Life of Maybank amen 26 years old and I, he probably feels inadequate at times <clears throat> Praise the Lord Amen but the time is now Hello God's going to show you. He's going to grow you. He's going to equip you. He's going to empower you. Amen. God's call may come at an inopportune time, but he never sends forth his servant alone. Amen. We have the promise of God's presence. It says, then the Lord said to me, do not say I am only a youth for you will go to everyone I send to you and speak whatever I tell you and do not be afraid of anyone. Somebody say anyone. For I will be with you to deliver you. This is the Lord's declaration. Hello, somebody. I'm going to give you the words to share. I'm going to show you what to do, and I'm going to deliver you from any kind of situation. You know, I always said it. You know, God has never let me down. He has never, amen, he's never made me, stuck me in bondage, amen. If so, it was only for a quick moment, amen, to see what I was going to do. And it still wasn't bondage. Never been in bondage to any religious, uh, you know, structural boundaries or anything, By the grace of God. Because he knows we can't operate in that manner. I'm about to end. Can I get the worship team to go ahead and come forward? We got some stuff we got to do. Skip that next point, and I'm going to go to point number five for time's sake. Do I have to go now? Let's look at verse 17 real quick. He says, Right here, now gird up your loins and arise. And speak to them all which I command you. Do not be dismayed before them, or I will dismiss you. Now behold, I have made you today as a fortified city, and as a pillar of iron, and as a walls of bronze against the whole land. If Those of you that are taking, taking cities, you need to be encouraged right now. You need, you know, those of you that are taking, you know, the youth on, you need to be encouraged right now. Amen. Those of you that are, amen, serving in these various capacities, you need to be encouraged. He said to the kings of Judah and its princes and its priests and to the people of the land. Come on now. To the kings, to the priests, to the princes, and to all the people of the land. Even the other pastors, even the other churches. All the people, all the land. And they'll fight against you. I'm going to tell you right now, that anytime you're doing something for God. Anytime, amen, even if it's in your own family. Hello, somebody. Even if it's in your own marriage. Hello. (laughs) Amen. And that's a two-sided thing. Don't fight against you. If that's your issue, just sign up for marriage classes. But they will not overcome you. The Bible says we are more than overcomers. The Bible says we are more than conquerors. They're going to fight against you and... Amen. But they're not going to overcome you. Why? Why are they not? Because I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. I'm your deliverer. I'm your strength. I'm your provider. Somebody needs to get excited in here today. You're saying, but do I have to go now? You know, when, when we look at this, God was expecting immediate action from Jeremiah. You know, that's what God, that's what a good father thinks. You know, I'm a father, right? I tell my sons or my daughters what to do. And I, what do I expect? I expect an immediate response. Yes, dad, I'll go do it. <laughs> you know, that's what God was thinking. Okay, Jeremiah, I done, showed you your purpose. I encouraged you. I empowered you. I showed you everything. So he expected this immediate action He said now get ready and stand up And tell them everything that I've commanded you Amen You know in Jeremiah's day The men had to tie their loose robes together With a belt in order to run Or to work And Jeremiah was in for a struggle And he had a fight on his hands And so the phrase dress yourself for work Or gird up your loins Amen Somebody say dress yourself for work yeah, you're gonna, you might have to get a little dirty. You know what I'm saying? You got to dress yourself for work. Heather and them were in there scrubbing the kitchen the other day. They had to dress herself for work. Hello? She had to leave her Gucci's at home. She don't have any Gucci's, but still, I'm prophesying now. If it was up to Zachariah, everybody would have Gucci's. Amen. Amen. But he had a fight, he had a fight on his hands. And so this phrase, dress yourself for work or gird up your loins was a metaphor that meant get ready for action. Somebody say, get ready for action. Ready for action. In other words, some of us was, you know, familiar with, hey, roll up your sleeves. You're about to get your hands dirty. <laughs> and God called Jeremiah to act. He was called to move out among people, and he was called to deliver an offensive message, and he, was, he would not be welcome, nor would he be accepted, amen, and he would anger his hearers. Hello, somebody. That almost sounds like parenting. But God expects obedience, amen, immediately, and if we don't, we're in danger of God's wrath, amen. We have the promise of God's power, amen. Do not be intimidated by them, or I will cause you to cower before them. That's what that says. Look at that verse 17. Put that back up there real quick. In verse 17, he says, now gird up your loins, right? And speak to them all which I commanded you, and do not be dismayed. All right? Do not be dismayed. Uh, uh, Now, another word for that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Don't be intimidated. Somebody say, don't be intimidated. Don't be intimidated intimidated before them. Don't be intimidated of stepping out on what God says. Don't be intimidated of answering the call. Don't be intimidated of being a mother. Don't be intimidated of being a father. Don't be intimidated of being a preacher. Don't be intimidated of taking a city. Don't be intimidated of being a children's church leader. Don't be intimidated of being a greeter. Don't be intimidated of being an usher. Don't be intimidated hello, of being on the worship team. Don't be intimidated before them or I will in, intimidate you before them. Hello. Now, God, you know, God's a graceful man, God, you know. But he's, he don't like people that are scary. I mean, he like you, he loved you. But he don't do all the scary stuff. Because ultimately that's saying, you know what? Either I don't know my God, Or I don't have confidence in my God. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge me in all your ways and I'll make your path straight. He says, amen. With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Come on now, because he says those without faith, it's impossible to please him. And when we begin to act intimidated, when we respond with intimidation, we're saying, you know what, God, you don't have the ability to do it. You don't have the power to do it. Our faith isn't there. And without faith, we can't please him. Without faith, we can he, he, we tie his hands. Because faith, even the size of a mustard seed, will move mountains. If you'll stand to your feet this morning, amen, praise the Lord. God somebody say Father Father, in the name of Jesus thank you Lord for helping us to have no excuses to hear your voice to hear what you say and to obey Lord God we know that you'll equip us That you'll anoint us. That you'll empower us. That you'll protect us. And that you'll deliver us. We trust you, Lord, with all of our heart. Now, if you believe that, let's worship the king this morning. Praise the Lord. Oh, yes, Lord.